This episode of Rick and Rick Rule the World is brought to you by Taskin, the first name in ultra-stylish, premium-quality travel gear, like the exquisitely designed Taskin 1 expandable backpack. With nine practical variations, the Taskin 1 is always the right size for wherever life takes you next. Save 30% on your next purchase when you use the promo code RNRTAKE30. That's R&R-TAKE30 at TaskinSF.com. Next up on an all-new Rick and Rick. The summer streaming wars are heating up. That's right. Stranger Things, Westworld, and the boys are back in all their gory. Meanwhile, Coors wants you to chill out with ads that nobody can see, but everybody can feel. Whoa. Plus, nail polish that smells like Velveeta cheese, telekinetic food orders you place with your mind, loaded questions, and a whole lot more. And it all starts right here, right now. On the one show where everybody's the Rick of the Box. And everybody rules the world. <laughs> Welcome, one and all, to this spanking new episode of Rick and Rick Rule the World. I'm Rick Matheson, and I am joined, as always, by my good friend Francis Ford Coppola. <laughs> I, I mean, Rick Wooden. How the hell are you doing, Rick? I'm doing awesome, man. I'm doing awesome. It's been a couple weeks since we've done one of these, and I have been looking forward to tonight. Me too. It has been a minute, and you've had some major milestones during our little break here. Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, one of my kids graduated from college, and, you know, the other one uh, is halfway done. I know I feel like a real adult at this point, which is kind of funny. Yeah, that's just crazy. Well, congratulations. That is very exciting. And you had to be the host with the most for all the relatives coming in for the big graduation, I take it. That's right. Awesome. But it was fun. I've got a great family. They're a lot of fun to hang out with. So it was, uh, it was a good time. Fantastic. Well, for everyone listening, we have a sensationally summerific show. Show for everybody with Rick and Rick's unique brand of news and views from the worlds of marketing, media, tech, and pop culture. We're going to start, as always, with a little segment we like to call Rick and Rick Radar Love. Kicking off things here, Rick, with Stranger Things Season 4. Have you watched the first seven episodes? We've got Volume 1 out right now. I'm on Episode 7 of Volume 1 right now, and I'm I'm really enjoying it. So tonight I will finish up Episode 7 and we'll be, you know, fully ready for spoilers. Yes. You know, I may have to watch it again because I literally blew through it that weekend when it started. I told myself, do wow. not do that, and it's exactly what I did. I am enjoying it a lot so far. <laughs> I'm trying to remember, though. I mean, it has been three years since season three, but I feel like I remember liking season three maybe a little bit more than season four, but most folks I've asked about this seem to say they're really liking season four, as far as they can remember anyway, the best. You know, it's funny because I've heard from a few people now that they basically enjoy every other season, and so either they're, they're a fan of like two and four, or they're a fan of one and three, but it seems like there's two camps of the Stranger Things fan club, so it sounds like you're in the one and three. I'm I'm probably in the two and four. I I really enjoyed this half season so far. Yeah, I wish, I wish, I wish it wasn't half season, but we've got the remaining two episodes, which my understanding is are both feature length coming on July 1st or something. Very close, so we're not too far away. Now, I will say, Rick, that for season three, I had to end up singing the Stranger Things challenge for Never Ending Story, so I just want everyone to know that (laughs) Rick Wooten will be singing Running Up That Hill from Kate Bush. You know what song I'm talking about, right? (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I do. Teddy's stuck in the... It's Teddy, right? The redhead? Yeah. Yeah, so she's about to get killed by Vecna, and the gang saves her by playing that song. So get ready for that, Rick. As far as I can get from it, it goes something like, they're running down that hill like stupid imbeciles. <laughs> we should retie our laces. Something like that. I'm not totally sure, but just be ready to sing it. I don't have to. All I got to do is replay what you just did. Oh, that's no fair. That's cheating. <laughs> That song is going to be stuck in everyone's head, just like Never Ending Story was during season three for forever now. Yes, it is. I, I saw it went to number one on the charts the week that it came out. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, and it's what, a 20-year-old, 30-year-old song. When I messaged you earlier today, I was I was telling you I was re-listening to our, our season finale, and <laughs> of course we had clips in there of you singing that. It was so awesome. <laughs> it was so awesome. <laughs> I, I wanna Yeah, I'll try to live that down someday. I wanna make that my ringtone every time you call. <laughs> Hopefully my wife's not listening because she'll do the same. That's awesome. I'll send it to her. Now, here's the question for you, though. Have you seen any of The Boys Season 3? It has launched as well. No, because I am totally against this whole sending out one episode per week thing. I, I It just drives me nuts, so I've been just kind of waiting for him to wrap up. Yeah, I know. I did the same. I started I started watching the first episode, and I thought, no, damn it. I'm going to wait for them to drop them all. I will say that they waste no time in the gory. You know, the gross outs. It won't spoil anything to tell anybody that I know in that first episode, there's a scene where this super named termite shrinks down and climbs into his boyfriend's penis and accidentally sneezes and auto expands up and obliterates his boyfriend in bloody pieces all over the room. So that's what you can look forward to in episode one. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow. <laughs> it's pretty gross. So not not uh, not rated PG, folks. Yeah. We would be remiss not to bring this up as much as I hate to, but at the box office, there is a little movie we made fun of three years ago when it was first announced. Top Gun Maverick is out, and apparently he has obliterated the Batman yeah. at the box office. It has surpassed $400 million domestically, so I think it is now the number one movie of the year. Wow. You know what? And I'm not surprised. Have you seen it yet? No. Have you? How about you? <clears throat> so I did go and see it. And in fact, I went premiere night. Wow. I, I called up our uh, all-time listener, Jerry, and said, hey, let's go. So we, we did go, and it was fantastic. We had a great time. Did you see it on IMAX or regular? Uh, we saw it on regular. Okay. Yeah, I didn't go, but my 80-year-old mother went opening night. Your 80-year-old mother went? Yes. Apparently, part of it was filmed kind of near her house, so she wanted to okay. see it. I remember she went to the original way back when, too. Maybe she's just, you know, checking out all the guys there and just didn't want to make a big deal about it. <laughs> I don't know. I tell you what, they, where I give them credit is they did a really good job at taking some of the nostalgia mm-hmm. and threading in enough of kind of contemporary storytelling, contemporary actors and actresses to where it really worked well. So they did a good job of paying homage to the original while at the same time doing something different. Well, also what's coming up that I didn't know about till today, Rick, is Westworld Season 4 is coming out yeah. like this week. Yeah. I don't know anything about it yet. You know, I don't either. I mean, this is another one where it's been so long since I've seen a Westworld that I, I've got to go back and watch some stuff. Yeah, I need to too. Now, so far, I'm a season one, season two fan. Don't remember liking season three as much, but I'll have to watch it maybe again. It'll be interesting to see where they go from last year. Totally. And then you you sent me an article about some of the advertising they're doing around this, and it looks pretty cool. Yes, well, that's a great segue, because we will talk about that when we talk about the good, the bad, and the marketing, and it is going to come up right after this break, so hang tight. Hey, Rick and Rick Nation, don't forget to check out our website at rickandrick.com. It's double the Rick in just one click. 
at rickandrick.com. All right. Welcome back to Rick and Rick Rule the World with Rick Matheson and Rick Wooten. And it is time for the good, the bad, and the marketing. And let's start off with that Westworld thing. They've done this whole thing that, as we are recording the show, hasn't happened yet. It's going to come in the next couple of days, where they are doing activations around New York City, where parts of downtowns are taken over by elements from the show, robot figures and things like that, including street cart coffee vendors with signs that say things like, we're pleased you serve us. This is according to Ad Age, and uh, pictures that they show to this uh, looks really cool. Yeah, it does. This is really impressive. They got people wearing these costumes that make them look like they're incomplete robots from the show, which is amazing. And then you know, like the, the coffee they're giving out has the the maze printed on. And just you know, they did a great job with this, as always. Yeah, I was trying to figure out how they did it. They must have had a mold where you drop the cinnamon or the chocolate or whatever on top of the drink, and the foam has the shape of the maze from the show. Just incredible. And my understanding is it is teasing. Something in this activation is teasing some of the plot elements from this season. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah. I don't know if the robots are going to start to try to take over everything or, or what. I hope so. That'd be kind of fun. Hope so. It'll be almost like Jurassic, whatever the hell the new one is called. <laughs> Do you remember? I, what is I, it called? I, I, Jurassic World or something. I don't know. I, you know, I remember we uh, we went to go review the last Jurassic Park. Do you remember this? <laughs> Yes, we didn't do it. We didn't do it because it was so much like the previous one that there was no need. Just like copy and paste. I I have a feeling this is going to be the same thing again. That said, I'm still probably going to watch it. Like, you know, it it looks like it's going to be fun, but... Yeah. yeah, I think it just feels like it's uh, a little repetitive at this point. Yeah, at least this one, they have the folks from the original Jurassic Park also joining the, the reboot cast. So uh, they keep promising that it's going to be some giant thing with the dinosaurs taking over, and we never quite really get there. So hopefully they'll deliver it this time. Now going back to Stranger Things. So you sent this over. It's an activation, and super cool that Netflix is doing this. Yeah, you know, I, I guess this uh, this was actually over in London. The, the activation was uh, some posters that they had put around the town and uh, there was nothing identifying what the show was but you know when you looked at it you could probably guess what it was and it had little hints to where people could find the entrance to the Upside Down and it ended up being right there in the town it, it ended up being this this actual I don't know how to describe it uh, like hairy eyeball that you crawl through <laughs> in order to uh, get into this this activation and it was really really cool and it was all done in that like pizza theme what do they call it surfer boy pizza or whatever <laughs> yeah but you had to crawl through this eyeball looking thing where maybe if you came out of it, it looked like you're being birthed so it uh it was a it was a really cool activation it got a lot of excitement and uh totally lived up to the hype yeah i love this this was uh in ad week and the agency was bartle bogle higgerty in london and there were all these outdoor ads that are done in like 1980s ads and and just as you said they're teasing this location and the photo of these people going into this furry eye thing is just crazy my understanding is that in new york city on may 26th there was a crack starting to grow on the southern facade of the empire state building that started to come to life people could be transported into the upside down which i think is an excellent idea i'm assuming it was 3d projection mapping there yeah i'm, I'm looking at the empire state building right now that was really cool What's neat about this and really kind of all of the stories that we're talking about this time is that it almost seems like we're getting the experiential summer we were thinking we were going to get 
last summer, you know, with people back out in the world, these things that are really experiential and don't have a lot to do with quote unquote traditional advertising, really getting people excited about these properties. That's true. I think you're right there. And I loved this activation for Coors Chili Roofs. Yeah, this was this was sweet. I, I thought this was super clever. So the idea here is that Coors helps you chill out, right? You know, it's the beer made to chill. And so what they decided to do is, you know, is there a way for them to literally help chill different cities? Uh, and so the plan they came up with is by looking at, at the town, they could see that we have all these dark roofs. But what would happen if we painted these white and actually reflected the heat as opposed to absorbing it? And so they uh, they went around, they found all these uh, apartment buildings, townhouses, things like that, got permission to do it. And they, with white paint, they actually painted the roofs of these, but not just like one color, actually painted out different words. You know, one says chill boards, the other one says chill out and stuff like that. And it was actually done really well. And the only way you would ever see this is if you're flying over. So, you know, it's, it's something that's kind of like a hidden Easter egg if you're flying. Apparently for these apartment complexes and stuff, it actually drops the temperature inside by like, you know, 15 to 20 degrees. So it actually makes a material difference to the people who live in the house. And so they're using less air conditioner, they're more comfortable, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, no, I love this. It was in the drum. And yeah, it says they did this in Miami. Now think about that for a second. I mean, all of our freaking roofs are black. That's right. <laughs> and a simple solution for bringing down the temperature is to have it reflect that heat back up. And I thought this was just a brilliant activation where Core's doing something good. Yeah, I take it. So fantastic for Core. Maybe less fantastic, I don't know, depending on your point of view, I don't know. This new nail polish smells like Velveeta cheese product. <laughs> What the heck? This is definitely from the WTF department, folks. Uh, you know, I cracked up because I was trying to think of what Velveeta smells like, and I would recognize that smell, but I realized that yeah. it's a fake smell yeah. of a fake smell, because Velveeta's not really cheese. It's true. It's true. You know, I, I thought this was pretty hilarious and, and creative, and you know, we see this every once in a while where a brand will come out with something kind of fun. Recently, M&M's did a bunch of different bands and performers and stuff like that on the on the cover of their M&M's, and they were selling them out really quickly. And in fact, I bought some because I thought was really cool. But a lot of these never make it to market, right? We see these crazy things that people come up with and can't, we can never find them. You know, like, where's that Lucky Charms uh, beer that we wanted? Uh, but anyways, this one, they're actually selling it through Amazon. It's like 15 bucks and it's uh, a nail polish. I think it actually is in multiple colors, but of course, you got to have the iconic kind of, you know, right. yellowish color. Right. And apparently, once it's dry, it smells like Velveeta cheese. <laughs> now, you know, here's the interesting thing. I, I've been past nail salons and I'm telling you, that stuff is stinky. So how how the hell did they get Velveeta cheese to overpower the smell of nail polish? That I don't know, but <laughs> color me impressed. And I don't know. I, I kind of want to get somebody to try this just to let us know if it works. But anyways, I, I like it. It's kind of fun. It's cool to see brands try something completely off the wall. Although I will say that if they did nacho cheese Doritos scented nail polish, if that's ever a thing, we could have a problem here. <laughs> I'm surprised they can't do ones where it's flavored, like uh, literally you could eat. Like you've seen the little, um, the stuff that you put on your tongue that melts on your tongue that's like a breath mint. You could create almost like the fake nails or whatever that you could add to your chips. And <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I think that kind of defeats the purpose here, right? I mean, yeah, you, know, you want nail polished so that your nails look nice. You don't want people licking them off. All right, that'd be gross. <laughs> when we come back from this break, it is time for Loaded Questions. So hang tight. 
This episode of Rick and Rick Rule the World is brought to you by Taskin, the first name in ultra-stylish, premium-quality travel gear, like the exquisitely designed Taskin 1 expandable backpack. With nine practical variations, the Taskin 1 is always the right size for wherever life takes you next. Save 30% on your next purchase when you use the promo code RNRTAKE30. That's RNRTAKE30 at TaskinSF.com. All right, welcome back to Rick and McRule the World. Rick Matheson and Rick Wooden, and it is time for Noted Questions, our little quiz to test your knowledge of happenings in the worlds of marketing, media, tech, and pop culture. Rick Wooden, are you ready to play? Loaded questions. I'm ready to go. Good. Maybe I'll be ready any moment now. Okay, <laughs> question number one. Which of the following QSR brands has launched an app that lets you place your order using your mind? Is it A, Domino's Pizza, B, Taco Bell, C, Burger King, or D, Neuralink's bite-sized wieners and sausages? <laughs> Which of these brands enables you to place your order using your mind? Domino's. That's right. It's according to Business Insider for Netflix for season four of Stranger Things. They have an app out where you can order your favorite Domino's Pizza by telekinesis. You download this app and you go through training like Eleven goes through where she's trying to turn recapture her abilities and uh, this thing uses facial recognition and if you focus really hard at this domino's box it'll levitate it'll open and there'll be nothing in it it'll close again you're supposed to really stare at it and then when you pop it open provided you've been using your mental abilities it'll show your predefined favorite pizza and will be ready for you at your house within 30 minutes i thought this was really cool that's kind of interesting i wonder how they do that yeah well it's facial recognition so it's just staring it's essentially just capturing what you're doing now i think i saw somewhere there might be a head snap like 11 to the left <laughs> like she does in the show which i think would be a great touch and i think it's a neat idea but you know given the subject matter of stranger things what i was looking for was a pizza that included something like caramelized onion and demogorgonzola cheese didn't see that <laughs> that's awesome. all right question number two which of the following is actually a thing this summer a jack and coke in a can B, Hard Mountain Dew, C, Fresca Mixed Cocktails, or D, A&W Root Beer Jello Shots. Which of these is actually a thing this summer? I, I'm almost positive I've seen Jack and Coke in a can, and I think Mountain Dew is doing a hard one. So I'm I'm conflicted here. Let's go with Mountain Dew. You are correct, but you were correct in both counts. So the answer is A, B, and C. Wow. So according to CNBC, Brown Foreman, I think it is, and the Coca-Cola Company are launching a Jack Daniels Tennessee Whiskey and Coca-Cola ready-to-drink cocktail in a can. Apparently, it'll launch in Mexico this summer, which I was disappointed to hear. It'll expand to other markets later in the year. Meanwhile, Coca-Cola's Fresca Mixed Cocktails is already a thing, as is rival Pepsi's Hard Mountain Dew, which launched with Sam Adams several months ago, I think. And they just came out with a commercial on June 13th. It's called you know, Freak Out Responsibly. I would try Hard Mountain Dew in a heartbeat, Rick. I have not seen that yet. Yeah, you know what? And I, I have an interest in trying it too, which is kind of bizarre. I'm not necessarily a big Mountain Dew fan, but it sounds like it'd be an interesting combination. Oh, for sure. And seriously, A&W, get working on those root beer jello shots. Seriously. <laughs> That was the only one that was like, no, I, I, it can't be every, all of the above because that one just doesn't make sense. 
<laughs> Isn't root beer a derivative of like a black licorice? It seems like grappa or ouzo, one of those could be made to taste like a root beer pretty quickly. I think I think it was at some point. I don't know that it is anymore. Much like Coca-Cola doesn't have any cocaine in it anymore, disappointingly. Yeah, much to my disappointment. All right, final question. Which of the following campaigns has been awarded the Grand Effie Award for 2022? The Effie being the awards focused on marketing effectiveness over just creativity. Is it A, McDonald's Famous Orders campaign, B, Procter & Gamble's Widen the Screen campaign, C, Applebee's Fancy Like campaign, or D, Rick & Rick Do Hard Root Beer Jello Shots campaign? Which of these has been awarded the Grand Effie for 2022? Wow, you got me on this one. I, I really don't know. This is a shot in the dark. So let's go with Procter & Gamble. It is a good guess because that was a gold Effie. So it was a runner up as was McDonald's. But this year it's Applebee's fancy light campaign. Ad Age is reporting that the TikTok collaboration with pop singer Walker Hayes has been deemed the most effective marketing campaign of the year. If you'll remember, I think we talked about this on one of the shows. Hayes performs his country hit uh, fancy like and there are some funny lyrics around it. It's around uh, a big date night at Applebee's where he sings, yeah, we fancy like Applebee's on a date night. Got the bourbon street steak with the oreo shake get some whipped cream on the top too and the video just blew up on tiktok and the hashtag fancy like was viewed 887 million times and folks were creating their own tiktoks around it it was just a monster hit on top of all that i should also mention applebee's outpaced sales of its nearest competitors by 9.3 percent so it was feel good catchphrase of last summer 2021 and so apparently that has oh that's cool. yeah so apparently that has won the effie award for the year and i think we talked about this rick what a brilliant idea for the young artist to come up with a song about a favorite brand and get them to pay for the video promotion that becomes a wild hit. Oh, that 100%. That's amazing. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Rick and Rick Rule the World. Rick, before we head on out, why don't you share where folks can find you online? Yeah, the best way to find me is always on Twitter. I'm at Wooten, W-O-O-2-T-Z-E-N. And what about yourself? I am at Rick Matheson at Twitter. And you can find all of our social links at rickandrick.com where you'll also find archived episodes and be able to learn more about us as well. Until next time, thank you for listening. And uh, as always, please keep on coming back to the one show where everybody's name is Rick. And everybody rules the world. 